0: Welcome to the Mental Health in Schools podcast, designed and delivered by Anna Bateman.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 10, series 2 of the Housing Education podcasts, a podcast that's designed to support you as senior mental health lead in schools. Today, I'm joined by Dan and Marcus, two company directors from a clothing brand company, but they're also learning mentors and they've branched out into creating an entrepreneurial course and guidebook for schools and young people. When we consider competency as a big part of resilience and well-being, I think you're going to find this interview fascinating.
0: First, a quick word from our sponsors. At Jigsaw PSHE, we believe that personal development and strategies to build mental well-being need to be taught and not left to chance. Jigsaw, the mindful approach to PSHE, leads the way in providing children and young people with its acclaimed, well-structured and developmental lesson-a-week learning experience in PSHE from ages 3 to 16. Detailed lesson plans and all the teaching resources needed, along with free updates and ongoing support, make Jigsaw an invaluable, relevant and fresh resource, taking the worry out of PSHE planning. Written by teachers, for teachers. And mindfulness philosophy and practice underpins the whole programme. Statutory government requirements for relationships, health and sex education are amply covered. For more information, go to www.jigsawpshe.com or call at Jigsaw HQ. Now to the podcast.
1: Okay, so I'd like you to welcome you to Halcyon Education's podcast. This is episode 10 of series two, and I'm really thrilled to be joined today by Dan Gardiner and Marcus Isaac, and they're both from F2D, which is a clothing brand, but What's really amazing and unique about them is they also work in schools and they've done some work there. Whilst I know that the Housing Education podcasts are really for you as senior leaders in school, sometimes I just think it's really good to look at programmes that will impact on resilience in a way that we don't often see in school. I love innovative approaches and I think what these guys are doing is brilliant. I'm not going to talk any further. I'm going to actually get them to introduce themselves today.
2: Well, like you said, my name is Dan Gardner. First of all, Anna, thank you for having us on your, on your podcast. It's, it's a really good opportunity for us and we really appreciate any support that we get from, from anyone. I'm a pastoral mentor in, in schools, but I've, like you said, we've also got our own clothing company and now we've got our little side project that we do in schools as mentors and we kind of merged the both two together.
1: Looking forward to hearing more.
2: okay then
3: and yeah I'm Marcus Isaac and I'm a learning mentor not in schools at the moment but i go in there and do workshops and the same thing Daniel said we've got the clothing brand as as mentors as well we just merged them both together to try and help these kids help the young people out try to do the best we can
1: what I wanted to do was to share what you do because when we think about mental health and resilience and well-being in school we tend to think about resilience being something about like an, an individual grit and determination keep going and things like that which is which is fine which it is but there's also yeah. other elements of resilience isn't there there's there's resilience where we can gain a sense of achievement and confidence from doing yeah. something that we're good at and that we enjoy and and for some children English, math, science, that's not the thing that they're really, really great at at school. And so finding other things in school for them to succeed at is really important. I think that's a little bit behind why you set up what you have, but perhaps you could explain a bit more.
2: Again, it comes from not just being mentors and and not just being clothing brand owners. It also comes from the fact of, like you said, knowing that there are children out there that are really good at a lot of things that they don't even realise sometimes. And even in the areas of like maths and English and all of that, they are good at that as well, but without realising it because in the mainstream, you know, area of school, they kind of struggle with that. So with something like what we're doing, where we're going into schools and we're saying, you know, come and design a top or come and talk to us about something, it kind of breaks that barrier and kind of makes them realize that they are actually good at these type of things without realizing it but because they're doing it in a way that isn't the norm it's when we then show them afterwards do you realize that you've just done some math there or you just done some english and you've just you know just written a paragraph that you didn't know you could even do it's when they that's when they think oh okay so that's when we can say look you are actually resilient and you are actually determined and you can actually overcome these obstacles that you thought you didn't have and that was one of the reasons why we set it up because, you know, me and Mark, we come from inner-city backgrounds ourselves. Yeah. And we, we did, you know, in our lives, have to overcome some of these barriers and be resilient ourselves. When it, whether it was in school or whether it was when we were getting jobs or when we were setting up our own clothing line, we, we had many, many barriers and obstacles to overcome where we had to be resilient ourselves. So we and I want to try and make children realise that no matter where you come from, you can achieve what you want to achieve and it might not be through the mainstream way of doing it, but you still can achieve. And we want to have that, you know, instill that belief in children.
1: That's really powerful that it comes from a place where you've felt like you've had to overcome those barriers too. Yeah, I think, I think children sort of feel that don't they?
2: They definitely do.
1: Definitely. So tell us a little bit more about how you got to designing the course, the content. What does it look like? What, what do you do?
3: So basically, um, Okay, how we started, because we've got, we got the clothes and a lot of people, since we started the clothing brand, a lot of people has come to us and said that we've inspired them to mm-hmm. want to do their own thing. But a lot of people as well have, instead of thinking of doing something else, we've inspired them and they end up doing clothes as well, where there's loads of other things that other people can do. Mm-hmm. And because we're passionate about helping kids as well and showing kids, like showing kids that they don't have to be the same as everybody else, like I never had one to tell me or oh, as you're getting older, this is what you can do, or you can be a journalist or something like that. So we want to give that opportunity to the kids. Before we do the mentoring and put the mentoring together with the clothes to show these kids that even though we're doing clothes, there's a whole lot of other things that you can do if you want to make shoes, if you want to make a drink, if you want to make a bed there's loads of things out there that they can do that they can put their imagination to do because every child has got imagination but they Mm -hmm. don't know how to use that imagination so this is where we decided that we're going to schools talk to kids show them about this young entrepreneur program and and let them put their imagination to good use yeah
1: that's
3: amazing
2: i really like that so uh, yeah and it's and it's like like mark said so being mentors ourselves also being fathers ourselves and being members of, of inner-city communities ourselves when we, was, when we were growing up, we really wanted... It's not just for inner-city children, by the way. This is for anybody, anywhere. I'm just talking about my own experiences, and I want to use yes. that to reach... It doesn't matter where, where a child is, what colour, what age, what gender. it doesn't matter. But we want to make sure that any child that feels that they want to achieve something, we want to let them know that they can. So because of that, we thought, it's not about ourselves anymore, the age that we're at. We've had this problem run for many years, we're mentors now ourselves, why don't we just put the two together and make that mean something to our next generation coming up? Let's show them that you can be self-reliant, self-sufficient, you can become owners, you can become managers, you can become entrepreneurs and business, business people. And we wanted to do that now and say, look, let's show them the ins and outs of how to run it. You know, at the age that we go to with children, we can't give them the actual deep, in-depth knowledge of it because it's too much for them at such a... So, but we want to just make them see and realise that this is a path you can take. And we don't... And, you know, like I said, working in schools... I've been in schools now for 15 years. So I've, I've seen it. I've seen how it works. And I've just not seen it enough. It's just really not there. Entrepreneurship should be something that is taught more, even if it's, it doesn't have to be a clothing brand. It can be anything. It can just be a plumber. But you... Yeah. You can be a self-employed plumber that can make a lot of money if you work for yourself. And mm. we feel that that's what, what we want to do. I mean, when we up when we F2D clothing, we set it up and we just, we just kind of worked our way through it. And we're at the stage now where we've got people that work for us. We, we've got illustrators that work for us. We've got a marketing company that we're, we're going to start working with in London. And when I look back on it now and I think, these are qualified individuals that have, that have been to university, but they're now looking to us to pay them to do a job. So we're trying to let people see that look, it doesn't matter. You, that's great for them, and that's brilliant. And if you can go to college, university, brilliant. But still, let children realise and see that it's not the be all and end all, and you can still become something regardless if you put your mind to it and you work hard. And we really want to show that to children.
1: What's lovely, and I'm nodding away really, is that I wholeheartedly agree and align to, to your approach. I think in the 10 Steps to a Mentally Healthy School document that's on my website, I talk about that often in the, in the industrial revolution, school was about churning out people that would do as they're told and do a job. And that was the right time, the, the right thing at the right time. But it's been a complete revolution and we're now in the entrepreneurial revolution. We should be helping children to be creative, to tap into that side of themselves, that you're quite right, I don't think school always does. And I think it's wonderful to hear that, that you're, you're able to do that. So how, how have you combined the two then? How, how did you make sure that there was that learning mentor side of, I guess, nurture, resilience and then the, the kind of the entrepreneur side and you've kind of blended them together. How have you made that work? How successful has that been?
2: I think just working with children over time, it made me just look at them and look at what I thought was missing and then looking at what we do with our clothing brand and like we said, the obstacles we have to overcome, it was, it was just putting that into a programme that kids could see that it isn't easy to do these type of things but if you work hard and you put your mind to it you can achieve so it was like we have to work in a team it's not just me it's not just mark we've got another business partner as well and we've got people that have worked for us over over the years and people that work for us now so it was like look you have to work as a team so that was something that we put into the program team working team building we put maths into the program we talk talk about sales and profit So they learn something from that. So we thought we can put that into it because that's education. There's writing that they have to do. They have to describe a a clothing brand for themselves. They have to do artwork where they have to design their own logo. The program runs over six to seven weeks. And each week, they learn a different aspect of entrepreneurism or business. In each lesson, they're learning something. So we just broke up our brand, our brand sort of strategy. Into those hourly sessions, and in each session they learn something, and that's where we put the two together, really.
1: And did you choose particular children to to do the hourly session?
3: No, not really. We wanted once want to keep it diverse, so we wanted a mix of different children because one of the main things is teamwork. So we want to get a group of different kids, put them together, and see how well they would work together.
2: Yeah, yeah. but also, yeah. in fact, though some some schools did target children. They put a bunch together that they thought had barriers to learning. So yeah you know, we, we, we did work with some deaf children. We had, I think we have three or four deaf children in yeah. there. Three deaf children. A child that just couldn't keep still and he and he's you yeah. know the did us about him and said you know, he doesn't behave or whatever. So there was another child that just wouldn't even barely talk. He was he was at the start of it he was so negative he, he didn't believe in himself at all and, and he didn't even think he could do it. And he, he, he just he thought my idea is going to be rubbish. It's not going to work for me. And it so it was just seeing. So we did have those children that did have barriers to learning, and, and it was great to see by the end of it. I mean, we got it all on video. They have they done a presentation, they done a catwalk, and they were so proud of their designs. When we seen their faces when they first seen their designs, it, it was it was just it was ima- it was amazing just to see. We wanted supposed to give it a mix, so work with some children that are confident, work with some that aren't, work with some that have got behaviour issues, so that they can come together and like Mark said, put them together as a team and see that they can gel that they can work together so yeah it, it, there was some targeted children in there, and it was good to see the impact that we had on them to be honest.
1: That's incredible isn't it to, to hear of yeah. that negativity or the kind of that attitude that was there but actually yeah. a lot of it as you said it's, it's more about their own self-esteem than it, that it perhaps is about you or the situation yeah. they're in and that yeah. you were able to connect with them and, and show them a different I don't know a different learning style I guess and a different approach. Yeah.
2: And it was amazing. We had one child, he was in year six, and we didn't know much about him because, you know, we don't work in that school or anything. But when the head teacher came into one of the sessions just to see how it was going, as they do, she came in. At the end of the session, she came up to us and she went, Dan, Mark, I've never seen him sit still for that long. I've never seen him put his hand up and take part in a lesson. We don't, we've never seen that before. He, he got up and he done his part of the presentation that he had to do because we were rehearsing it. And she was blown away. She goes, like, I can't believe what you're getting out of him. He, he just doesn't do any of that. When, he, when she was in the room and we were asking questions because we were doing like a recap of the lesson and over the weeks, and he knew the answer to every session. He explained marketing. He explained sales and profit. He explained manufacturing in business. He explained what branding is. And she, she was, her jaw dropped on the floor. She couldn't believe it. And that's what we said to him. We said, look, it's because not everyone is suited to a 30-child classroom. It's, it's just not going to work. But if you show them in this smaller environment and if you show them that you are talented and you can do something, you still can achieve. And that is why in this small environment doing our Young Entrepreneurship Young Fashion Designers project, he, he thrived in it. He was one of our star pupils.
3: Yeah. And can you remember, Dan? One of the sessions was going to pick him up. Remember, what the teacher didn't want him, they wanted him to come one of the times because yeah. they said that he weren't behaving, so yeah. she weren't sure whether to let him come, but he still came. And that yeah. day, he was a star in the class as well. Yeah, He'd I mean. done a lot of writing, answered yeah. a lot of questions, sat down still.
2: Yeah. yeah, and yeah. she said that, bro, she said that she's never, they've never seen him do that much writing on a page yeah. the whole time he's been in school. So, yeah. And that, by this time, he was in year six, so imagine if he had a, something like an intervention like this earlier on in his, in his life, he, he, you know, he, you never know what he might have done for him. He might have- not done all the things that they've said he's done in the school because when he was with us, he was like is this the same child they're talking about you it just yeah. doesn't look like because when he's here with what is great
1: do you think sometimes as well it's finding the right hook and so maybe that that young person yeah. particularly was really interested and in the way that I guess that you would have presented it they were really interested in what you were teaching because it's so different I mean there really aren't any lessons are there on how to market how to create a logo I've, I've been in business for five years and I only did that a few years ago I, you know that that was never taught to me you have a great subject matter as well that's really hooked them yeah. in with that level of yeah. success as you quite, quite rightly said.
2: Yeah that, that's definite. When we had this idea and I remember talking to Mark and our other partner Gary and, and I said look if we go into schools and we sit down it doesn't matter what type of child it is when we turn we said to that child look we're going to do a project and at the end of it you're going to do whatever you design we're going to make it you're going to walk out of there with that on your back. The minute, says, the minute you say that they're like yes Really? Yeah. We're gonna get, actually get an actual physical item to take that I've designed. So that hooks them in straight away. From the first yeah. session say that to them, it, it's it's instant. And then when we kind of show them, we do like a PowerPoint presentation in the first we do, you know, for all of them, but in the first session we kind of show them all the people that we've worked with. So when we show them the pictures of Miley Cyrus and any celebrities like Zendaya Coleman and all the the music artists that they like and they see them wearing our brand straight away they're like you you know all those people and we're like yeah we've worked with them we've designed for them so yeah it kind of hooks them in straight away really it is unique in that sense and i
1: think i think what you provide as well is having gone around lots of schools we do some work around screening so we look at all children's well-being instead of the ones that are in crisis so that we can almost get ahead of the curve a bit I've done something called the three houses. You'll probably be familiar with that. And, you know, in, in the third house is that house of dreams. In in a lot of primaries, we see the the YouTuber, you know, I want to be a YouTuber or a footballer or I want to be wealthy or I want to give to the poor or things like that. And I, and I think sometimes there's, there's like a big gap, isn't there, between being a doctor or a lawyer, fine, great, teacher or being a YouTuber. And there's almost like there's not anything in between that they can see themselves doing that's entrepreneurial, that's different, that's cool. Yeah. And I think in a way what you're doing is, I think, just providing another way of them imagining themselves, envisioning themselves yeah. in the future, even if it's not, like you said, it's not a clothes, it could be shoes or yeah. what did you say, Mark, as yeah. a bath or something, are we designing yeah. something else?
3: Drink, yeah, I drink, <laughs> shoes, yeah, yeah. a bath. So, yeah.
1: yeah, you're giving them those skills to then take yeah. – across the world, and i think that's why i love and really wanted you on the podcast because i think that's missing massively in in children's education wholly
2: exactly we just want to plant that seed it, it can be anything we just want to plant the seed that they can make it grow in, in their own time when they're ready they might leave school one day and think oh, i remember doing that that project you know what yeah. it's inspired me to just want to go and do my own thing i want to go and work for myself and you know we, we hope that over the steps over the seven weeks when we're in the schools doing it that it it does kind of give them that idea of just like okay I do know the basic way that structure that our business runs now and I could try and go and do that for myself but it's more in depth when they get older obviously but we hope that we can just make that seed grow for them if that's what they want to do later on in life.
0: And now a short break to hear from our sponsors. CPOMS is an online system for schools to manage pastoral concerns and events and is now used by over 10,000 schools. The main reason it works so well is that the categories of information a school logs on CPOMS are chosen by the school so that the concerns you face that are unique to your community or individuals can be logged accordingly. It saves a huge amount of time compared to doing things on paper Chronologies for pupils or school-wide reports can be generated quickly. The Service Point support team provide an incredible standard of service and one of the main reasons that CPOMS are spread by word of mouth to so many schools. For more information, go to www.cpoms.co.uk where you can also book a demo for your school. Now back to the podcast.
1: I understand during lockdown that you've also been really busy yeah. pulling it all together into a book, haven't you?
2: Yeah, into a book.
1: So what's it called?
2: It's called Entrepreneurship, A Young Person's Guide. Brilliant. With this, we kind of thought, didn't we, Mark, like, we can't get everywhere because there's only three of us. <laughs> the the, UK, the <laughs> Cloning is
1: not a thing yet, no.
2: yeah yeah exactly and you know we can't get everywhere and it's not just about that it's all just it's also just about let's put it into something that children can read they can look at they can we can go into a school speak to them but then we're gone and you know we might not even see them again so Mm. the book it's a physical thing that they can have forever we can't afford to ourselves let's put our designers project into a self-explanatory sort of book but it kind of still goes through different process of 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 business and entrepreneurship but but it also just gives them that thing that they can look back on whenever they want to whenever they want to feel inspired whenever they want to whenever they're feeling down or they want to because although the book is about business there's a chapter in there that's called believe to achieve so it's not just about business it's about and making them feel good about themselves and feel confident that they can achieve to do what they want.
1: And isn't there like a QR code on each page? It's very interactive, yeah. isn't it? I'm not a primer kid, but that, that's cool. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, there's a QR code on each page. So even if a child's got reading difficulties, they can click onto the QR, QR code, the video comes up, you've got Dan there reading the page, but then you've got Luca McCartney's in the background that's making them understand the page a bit more. Like I've got a son, my son's nine now, and I gave him a book, and I said to him, I want you to read this book because he's telling me that he wants to start his own business. Mm-hmm. So he came back to me a day later and said, Dad, I read the book in, I think, half an hour. But all he done, he clicked on the QR codes with his phone, and when he seen the videos, he made him understand the book, and he came to me. And that's why I said shoes earlier because he came to me and said, Dad, I want to make my own shoes.
1: And I think, um, you know, if you can inspire, like you said, or, you know, create the... Just that buzz, that feel—that actually it is achievable. I mean, how do I even start to run a business? It's just amazing. So, in the book, I mean,
2: the, the book was for me. It was, it was something that I wanted. From last year, I said, you know, I said to my wife, knows how much I wanted to write a children's book. I've wanted to write a children's book for about five years. If I'm honest with you, I just didn't know what it was going to be about. I just knew I wanted to do one. I was even thinking, should I make a, a story book? I just wanted to write a book for children, something that they can have. But then, obviously, with what I'm doing now, this is, like, this is the perfect opportunity. I can write an entrepreneurship book easy because I, I know the subject matter so well. So just put yes. it into an understandable book for children. So we've not tried to make, again, we've not tried to make it too advanced, too complex. We've tried to make the book a, a good level for children that are in key stage two, maybe up to year seven, year eight. So I've tested it on my own children. Mark's his, his own son's read it as well. And it's, again... That's why we put the QR code in there, scan the QR code, the video pops up where I'm reading that page. So you can, it's a read-along They can read the book. It can help them with reading as well. So it, it's, it's just, we try to just incorporate it and make it real child-friendly. Mm. You know what I mean? And, it, and, we, and we've just kind of, it, it's something that I, I feel could really help if We could get it into schools as much as we can because I really feel that it can show them how many people are actually entrepreneurs there's chapters in there that talk that do we do talk about youtubers we we talk about some of their favorite people that they see on tv and we say look is this person an entrepreneur and then we say well yes they are because there's a lot more to them just standing in front of a video is a lot of children say i want to be a youtuber but do you know how much work that YouTubers put in to have 10 million followers and make money from youtube and a lot of children don't understand that so even in this book we talk about how your favorite YouTuber is actually an entrepreneur. It's showing them every aspect of life where, you know, entrepreneurs exist everywhere, shopkeepers and entrepreneurs, a YouTuber is an entrepreneur, a clothing designer, but it's, there's so many entrepreneurs and business owners. And then we talk about how entrepreneurs help out in society. They employ people, they make communities thrive. And we say to children that that could be you soon, if you can come up with your own idea. And at the end of the book, we've got like a quiz and a questionnaire. We've got a bit where they can design their own logo. So we kind of, we're not just making the book for them to read, we want them to recap and learn. So we've got all that sort of stuff in there as well. Where can those be
1: purchased from? I'm waiting for my copy though.
2: I'll get yours for you. Sometime this week. At the moment, this this is the prototype. You h- heard that here um, first, guys. <laughs> and, and Mark, I think Mark, Mark's got one as well. But yeah, um, you know, right here. Mark's got. Um, you know, Mark, you've got a couple of copies because you're going into a school tomorrow.
1: Aren't you?
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm going in a school and doing the workshop that we're talking about. I'm doing it in a school tomorrow with 15 kids, so I've got a copy for each kid.
1: Fabulous. Yeah, I'll definitely. put a link to where people can find it on the website and also the links as well to the podcast if anybody's interested. Because you've both shared that you've come from an an inner-city background that was perhaps more challenging for you. Maybe school was difficult for you. I'm guessing. I've met Dan. I've met yourself a few times now, and you know, I know that your business and what you've done has grown so quickly, and you you act on what you want to do and achieve. How have you done that? Having gone from a situation where you both feel disaffected by school and and perhaps wondering what your future is. What, what makes you act now as you've grown older to then decide, this is it, I'm going to do this and, and, and act on it? Because I don't know about you, I have loads of ideas in my head sometimes, but I don't always act on them. So how do you instill that? How, how have you created that?
3: Well, basically, for me, what it was, was having my daughter. When I had my daughter, it made, me, it made me change. Like It made me grow up, mentally change and things like that. And I looked at my daughter and I, and I didn't want my daughter to go through some of the things that I went through. I didn't want her to go through school like me, not caring about coming out without education. So I tried my best. Like, my daughter, I'm very proud of that. Like, my daughter, she's going to be 20 next month. And when she was in school, at first, she was having a lot of difficulties. So me and my mum sat down with her. I spoke to her. Towards the end of school, a lot of the, a lot of the teachers were coming saying that she's their favourite pupil. And she left school with a lot of A's and B's. Which I was very proud of, and to me, I think that's the most challenging. Trying to bring up your own child is one of the most challenging things. Yeah. And now she works in the school herself. She's a she's a, um, she's, she's a teacher.
1: Yeah,
3: in the school herself. Yeah, a teacher assistant. Sorry, yeah, in the school herself. So when I look at when I look at her, it makes yeah. me feel proud. It makes me feel happy with everything that I've done and I've tried to achieve, and what I'm trying to do for other kids. Because I've kind of like done it with my daughter.
1: Love that. That's your motivation, yeah. How about
2: you, Dan? I think mine is, is similar to that as well. You know, I've got I've got twins. I've I've got a wife, family, and I want to achieve for them. And again, you know, like you said, when it comes to school, yeah, I got some. You know, I did get some good grades in school. Like I, I loved English. I, I absolutely loved it. So I, I left school with, with an A and a B in English. That but that was my standout subject. A lot, a lot of the other subjects. I just didn't really have much of an interest, if I'm honest. You know, I, I had a lot of barriers to learn. And me and Mark went to the same school, so he he know he knows <laughs> <laughs> know that what, what, he, you know you remember what we were like in school, do you know what I mean? And and then and then looking back on it, I, I think to myself, I could have achieved a lot more if I had probably had certain individuals coming to me and saying a lot more and giving me better advice. And I feel like I didn't have that enough my mum did an absolutely brilliant job and you know me and my dad we get on now greatly but at the time we, we didn't I look back on it now and I think you know I, I want to be that in between person that can help these children from wherever they're from I don't, I don't care if it's Borsal Heath like like myself or whether it's Sutton Coldfield, Four Oaks the, the nicest area, if they've got that barrier to whatever it is I want us to be a goal between that in-between mediator that can help them. And if we can do that with our Young Fashion Designers Project, at our book, and they can look back on it and think, there was someone that stepped in for me. Because at the same time, while we're doing our Young Fashion Designers projects, we're, we're mentors, we talk to those children, we, we, we pick up on it. I look at some of those boys and girls that I worked with, and I think you remind me of, of, of me. When I was in school, I can see how you can't keep still, I can see how you you want to be a joker and you want to clown around. Looking at them, and I can see where, not just myself, I can talk about other individuals, Mark, and you know that that yeah. did end up on the wrong path and have now gone off into a very destructive path. And so, so we know, we do know every scenario under the sun coming up from in the city of Birmingham. I can look at children that I work with in my school I work in now or that I work with when I'm working doing the project and I can see, you remind me of so-and-so, you remind me of myself, I can see where that's going. I do not want you to go there. Let's talk about something that you can do, you can achieve. What do you want to do? Do, do you want to make money or do you want to do this? And we want, we want to make people see that there are opportunities out there. You know, we look at children and we can see what they want and we can see what them, some of them have been through or what they're going through. And we really want to be that person that can say, look, you can do this, being where we come from. To be honest with you, so much time, the, the children can see that and that they can relate to it. And it makes them want to listen. So why would I know I can do that for these children and not want to do it? So that's where my inspiration comes from. F2D clothing means a lot to me. But I want it to mean more to people coming up now. I would rather teach them how to do it than even achieve it myself now. That's where we are in life, to be honest
1: and I think what you've alluded to is like the the project so that the course you do in schools and the book they're the products aren't they but but essentially you're the vehicle you're the inspiration when we really look at turning people's lives around and creating resilience it's the people isn't it in our lives it's our own children or it's our own wanting to help others you've created some brilliant products and ways of doing that but essentially what's behind that is your sense of passion and wanting to make a difference so that young people don't end up on a path that you've seen can be extremely destructive. And I think, you know, we know of all sorts of people. Dizzy Rascal, for example, it was a music teacher in school that kept the faith in him when he had been excluded in five different schools, and he's now a multimillionaire. So it, it is really people like yourselves that create that change that can make a difference in someone's life. And I think we underestimate that sometimes.
2: You know, mentioning busy Rascals is a good one. I mean, because yeah, I've 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 read that story and, and it's. Really You're gonna good. tell mean, me you've met him, are <laughs> No, we've, we've worked. With him. I mean, I haven't even <laughs> met him, but he's wore he's worn our clothes quite a few times and he, really, he wore, yeah, he wore it from One, and we made some custom jackets for him and stuff like that. But it's it's a good one to mention because he, he is now he's a he's a reformed character. Is he's, he's, you know someone that I, I look up to and really like myself. what is what is made of himself so and that's something that me and Mark and our other partner Gary we want to achieve that we want to be able to get to a level where we can now give back and be those positive role models in young children's lives
1: yeah I think it's an amazing note to end on really your approach is just so inspirational and I've just been smiling the whole time so I just think it's wonderful to be able to um, inspire young people to change their life trajectory And doing so in the way that you are is is brilliant. So I want to thank you both very much for for joining us today and sharing your story and what you do. It's really inspirational.
2: No, we want to thank you for having us on. It's it's been a really nice discussion, and we've really both enjoyed it. And you know, we really appreciate it. and, And hopefully, we can keep growing in what we're doing, and hopefully, we can make that difference, like you've said.
1: I have no doubt. If anybody listening wants to find out a little bit more so go on to the show notes and I'll put a link to all the things that we've talked about today. If you go on to Housing Education's website as well for episode 10 there'll be some resources there for you too. Thanks very much both of you.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: What I love about Dan and Marcus's interview is how they describe the impact creativity has on well-being and learning. And when we find the right hook, the arts, music, design all come to life and become an area that young people, sometimes who may not enjoy English or maths or science, can become competent and therefore create confidence and resilience through doing so. So, when we're thinking about mental health as a whole school approach, really is having a look at personal development and our clubs and activities you know, that they are, are essential really. They're not a nice to have. They're something that will help our most disadvantaged and ensure that we're inspiring them to take a different path perhaps than they may have imagined for themselves, whether that's socially or whether that's intellectually. It also has shown the importance of the people around our most disadvantaged to be able to inspire them. The book I mentioned in the interview is The Entrepreneur Revolution by Daniel Priestley. It's a really good, interesting read. As normal on Halcyon Education's website, there is further information about these guys and what they do and the book and the course that they run. So go and take a look there. Take care.
0: We hope that you enjoyed this podcast. For more information and support on this topic, go to the resources section on the website. That's www.halcyon.education forward slash podcasts.